Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This is Sunday, September the 17th, 2023. This service was recorded on September the 10th, the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Lisa Farb. Thank you to the Niedert family for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to this 15th Sunday after Pentecost, our rally day, our Sunday school registration day, our installation of our Sunday school superintendent day, our day to learn how we are being God's hands through LSI day. Let us begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this at the top of your bulletin. Gracious God, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. Forgive us and give us strength to turn from sin and to serve you in the newness of life. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved in the name of Jesus Christ. Your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. This morning we have a special prayer for the prayer of the day. And I invite you in your hymnal to turn to page 83 in the front. 83 in the front. And the prayer you'll find is at the top of page 83. It's entitled, Young Persons. Will you join with me together as one voice as we pray to God? God of all good gifts, your Son gathered children into his arms and blessed them. Help us to understand our youth as they grow in years and acknowledge of your world. Give us compassion when they face temptations and experience failures. Teach us to encourage their search for truth and value in their lives. Help us to appreciate their ideals and sympathize with their frustrations, that with them we may look for a better world than either we or they have known. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us receive God's holy word for God's holy people. This morning's reading is from Deuteronomy chapters 10 and 11. So now, O Israel, what does the Lord of your God require of you? Only to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his decrees that I am commanding you today for your own well-being. You shall love the Lord your God, therefore, and keep his charge, his decrees, his ordinances, and his commandments always. Remember today that it was not your children who have not known or seen the discipline of the Lord your God, but it is you who must acknowledge his greatness, his mighty hand, and his outstretched arm, his signs and his deeds that he did in Egypt to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and to all his land. What he did to the Egyptian army, to their horses and chariots, how he made the water of the Red Sea flow over them. If you will only heed his every commandment that I am commanding you today, 
that is, loving the Lord your God and serving him with all your heart and with all your soul, you shall put these words of mine in your heart and soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and fix them as an emblem on your forehead. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, so that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land that the Lord swore to your ancestors to give them, as long as the heavens are above the earth. If you will diligently observe this entire commandment that I am commanding you, loving the Lord your God, walking in all his ways, and holding fast to him, then the Lord will drive out all these nations before you, and you will dispossess nations larger and mightier than yourselves. Every place on which you set foot shall be yours. Your territory shall extend from the wilderness to the Lebanon and from the river, the river Euphrates in the western sea. No one will be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will put the fear and dread of you on all the land on which you set foot, as he promised you. See, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today. And the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn from them, the, turn from the way that I am commanding you today to follow other gods that you have not known. When you cross the Jordan to go in to occupy the land that the Lord your God is giving you, and when you occupy it and live in it, you must diligently observe all the statutes and ordinances that I am setting before you today. The word of the Lord. The Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 19th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated. As you probably have figured out now that we're not following the lectionary because this is a special day. But I tell you, the psalm really spoke to the two scriptures in which we've chosen for this day. And so, when Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and he went to the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. Large crowds followed him, and he cured them. Then little children were being brought to him in order that they might lay hands on them and pray. The disciples spoke sternly to those who brought them. But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. And he laid his hands on them and went on his way. Then someone came to him and said, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? Jesus said, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your mother and father. Also, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, I have kept all of these. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you wish to be perfect, go and sell your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have the treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. 
When the young man heard this word, he went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it will be hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for anyone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astounded and said, Then who can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it's impossible, but for God all things are possible. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Children, I'm going to have you come and meet me at the baptismal font, not up here. We're going to crowd in. We're, we got friends all around, but we're going to get in front of the baptismal font here. And so children, come on up. Go ahead. Have a seat on the floor. Today's a special day in the life of Wayne Zion Lutheran Church. It's all about you. How many of you remember pastor carrying you up to the font and dipping his hand into the water to baptize you? Anybody remember that? No, you don't remember that. Some of you do. <laughs> I was five years old when I was baptized along with my sister and I remember that day. But many of us, we don't remember. And so it's the responsibility of our parents. Like Moses had said to the people, your children weren't there when God divided the Red Sea. Your, your children were not there. And so you need to share with them your faith. And our parents are asked at your baptism to also raise you up in the body of Christ, to bring you here, to hear God's word that was just shared. All of that, talking about children and commandments to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and your neighbor as yourself. Where do you hear that? Maybe at school. Maybe on the playground. Maybe on the soccer field. But I tell you, you will always hear it here. You will always hear that God loves you and never forsakes you. You know, there are opportunities in our wonderful library here at Wayne Zion for parents to keep their promise and talk about uh, the baptismal promise throughout your life until the day that uh, I'm going to have these two young men stand up, Mac and Luke. They were like you, sitting on the floor on this day. Look at them now. My goodness, they're about as tall as the pastor. <laughs> and these gentlemen are going to share their faith with us later in this year and uh, you can be seated and I tell you it is powerful when Mac and Luke share pastor asked us to look at a stained glass and that reminded us of God's love which led me to this scripture which I want to share with you has been a part of my faith journey then I have to share with you that there are some people who are baptized a little older, like me, when I was five. Addison is with us today. I don't want to embarrass her. We have a young person who came to pastor and said, I want to be baptized. I want to go through confirmation. And I want to stand before this congregation and affirm my baptism. And I want to become a voting member of Wayne Zion. This is how important this day is in every day in the church with children. Can I have a hand that says, we don't like noisy children in our church? I do not see not one hand. How many like noisy children in our church? You are so welcome here. And so I just want to share with you, the water of baptism is kind of a special thing. Do you know what these are? 
palms. Anybody know uh, when these palms were first used in this worship service? On Palm Sunday. They sure were. And you were baptized in water, weren't you? Huh? And does anybody like to swim? I tell, I tell you, we had vacation Bible school a year ago and again this year. And I saw Harrison fling his body off the high dive. And I, your pastor just about had a heart attack. You have no fear for water. Do you know God is with us like water, supporting us, coming along in the water. Um, you might sink a little bit, but you notice that you float a little bit. God is there with you. He was there in Christ in, the, in your baptism. He is there throughout your life. It never leaves you nor forsake you. I want to tell you what God is not. I got one thing I want to share with you. God cannot be second in your life. God cannot be second in your life. Exodus 23. Thou shall have no other gods before me. Parents, I am so proud of you bringing your children here today. Some of us are a little bit shy. It's new. I'm hoping that our Sunday school goes from 24 kids to 70 kids. And I know we can do it. Your pastor has stood here before you and you have come to me and I have presided at your children's baptism and I think on the books and the time that I've been here we've had now 80 baptisms while you've had me called as your pastor. I want to see 80 people coming here. Send the message out. Pastor loves the children. It is my highest calling. It is my highest calling. I love to teach confirmation. I can't do it all. You come with me. And you watch your babies grow into these wonderful people who care, who love the Lord and their neighbor. For that's what it's all about. Let's give these kids a rounding applause. Thank you for coming. You can go back to your seat. Amen. Amen. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the sermon today because I need to get out of the way. Some special things are happening. But these scriptures are incredible. As we pull these together for today, I hear a couple of things. Number one is how important children are. You heard the disciples. Get them away. Jesus said, no, have them come on to me. For there is such as this is the kingdom of God. Where you find faith, you find the kingdom of God. It is not eternal life out there. It is eternal life here. And I walk with people who live eternal life. We're going to hear from one in just a little bit. But Moses was sharing his last will and testament. The Lord had called upon him, the last person to speak, because he had a speech impediment. But I can tell you, using my biblical imagination, he had no trouble speaking this last will and testament before the people entered and went across the Jordan. We too are those people on the other side of the Jordan. We are in the promised land. We are a part of the gift of eternal life. And we will die to this life, but we will rise. And we will know without a doubt that Jesus loves me. This I know. I think I'm going to just end right here. There probably isn't a better person. And uh, I had an opportunity here a couple weeks back. This was before God answered prayer. 
And I had this opportunity to spend some time with somebody that you know. And without further ado, I'm going to have us listen to Elfrida Tobiasen. Elfrida, you were the Sunday school superintendent for many years at Wayne Zion. Probably too many to count, right? And uh, you were responsible for what age group? Third grade up. Third grade. Fourth grade up. Fourth grade up. And that Mm -hmm. went all the way to high school? Yeah. And how did you do that? Um, Did you teach? Or how did you, as a superintendent, what, how did that, how did that go? I had to find people to teach. So you had to find people who would teach the Sunday school. And would you do it by grade? By grade. By grade. And uh, there were, I think, 17 classes in all. 17 classes in all. uh, Little ones up. From the little ones up. So from kindergarten through third and then fourth. Oh, you did preschool too. And Doreen Streeper was in charge of that? Yeah. Okay. So did you teach Sunday school as superintendent or did you other people teach? Other people taught. Other. So it was your responsibility to get other people to come forward? To be, be sure there was a teacher there. Yeah. And, and get, be sure to have somebody to teach. Never, but as far as I could say, I never had problems. You never had problems finding Sunday school. We had 52 Sundays a year. And so you taught Sunday school 52 days a week. A Didn't year, a, a, year. a year? I mean, 52 weeks. Yeah. You taught 52 Sunday school classes in a year. <laughs> so you never took off, not even for the Great Jones County Fair. We wanted to take off the Sunday before and the Sunday after. Makes sense, but... I don't know if it's Pastor Walkholtz or one of the ministers wouldn't allow that. Wouldn't allow it. No. So the kids had to go to Sunday school every Sunday. Every Sunday. For 52 weeks. Yeah. Did you have problems? I mean, you mentioned this. Did you have problems finding Sunday school teachers? I mean, to do that kind no. of a commitment? And, we, and they didn't have substitutes. And they didn't have substitutes? And if they weren't able to be there, they had to find someone oh, so if to, they, take their place. to take their place. Was there just one teacher per class or two teachers per class? One. Just one. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 17 classes. And I know one Sunday the teacher evidently got sick because... They didn't get a substitute in, in time, and in so time. they didn't have a teacher. What happened and then? I, I know you don't know Fanny Brown. Fanny Brown. But in a way, she had taught Sunday school, and she worked with the Indians and the missions. Really? Her, she and her husband. Okay, and she was a member of Wayne Zion. Yeah. Okay. And uh, she, uh, she was there, and I asked her whether she'd fill in for the class and she says oh I'm not a teacher well Everett had had her in 7th and 8th grade oh well, you caught her <laughs> so, you caught her in a little lie <laughs> but anyway, I said to her well just tell her about your experiences with your mission work with the Indians and the Eskimos okay and, I, and later on the kids it was the best Sunday. The best Sunday school. <laughs> they loved it. Yes, they did. Did she do any more teaching after that, or was that just the one time she hit a home run and was well, done? She had taught for a couple of years before that. Okay. So. Okay. All right. So, so you don't know how many years, but would you say it was more than ten years you were superintendent? 
Could have been. Okay. Quite a few. Quite a few, though. Mm -hmm. Wow, that was a huge responsibility. Well, to be there every Sunday. And to be there every Sunday to greet the teachers and the students. And it's sure different today, isn't it? It's sure different. How do you see it today? Well, to me, they should have a little more dedication to... A little more dedication teach to... Teach their children. Teach their children biblical because when stories. The, when the kids are in Sunday school, that's the time that the parents should step up. That's the time the parents should step well, don't up. Don't you think that too? Well, I'm not going to say. You know, I'm the pastor stays very neutral on these things. <laughs> I would hope and I pray that uh, people will find it. That, yeah, that I I can tell you this, um, Alfreda. I love teaching confirmation. Mm -hmm. I throw my whole self into it, and uh, I just absolutely love it. And uh, you get so much, you're blessed. And I mm -hmm. hope that teachers feel the same way. And the other thing is when you're teaching a subject, you've got to know it. Right. And when you teach it over, you know, several times, it finally sticks and it goes from here to here. Mm -hmm. It goes into the heart. Well, Frida, I want to thank you for taking time with your pastor just to share the good old days and how we did it at Wayne Zion. And I want to thank you on behalf of all those parents who had Sunday school kids there for you being the superintendent and making sure we had teachers and did Sunday school 52 weeks of the Year. Yeah. Thank you, Alfreda. God bless you. Well, it is something you don't hear anymore. I know. It's very unique. When, when school's out, the Sunday school usually quits a week or two before. and That's right. Don't get started a week or two afterwards. And yeah, that's right. So different. And Alfreda's favorite uh, Bible verse comes out of Matthew 18:3. Blessed are all the little children that come unto me, for them is the reward of heaven. Let us have a childlike faith. Go ahead. When uh, we lived in Davenport, I went to Sunday school, and then when we'd come home, my friend was going to hers, and I'd go with her. And, of course, we had to have a Bible verse every Sunday. Wonderful. And so you learned a Bible verse every and, Sunday. Uh, so many times it was the same one for both okay. Sunday schools. Okay. As Aaron, my witness, who is your young son sitting to my left, nobody can see that. Uh, do I have permission to share this uh, voice video uh, with members at Wayne Zion? Can I have your permission to do so? Sure. Thank you, Alfreda. Yeah. And thank you, Aaron. She didn't want to stop. Elfrida is now on hospice care, and uh, she's receiving care at home. And I can't tell you, Terry and, and Sharon, how much she appreciates your visit and coming. That means so much to her. Elfrida, uh, I found out later, was actually the superintendent for 40 years. It was a few years, she said. It was Doreen Streeper and Elfrida Tobiasen who came up with, and if you count them, there are 17 rooms here. When Pastor Wachholz uh, was working with the council and developing this back in the early 60s, those two ladies were not going to back down. It was going to be 17 classrooms. And I think that's absolutely wonderful. The only other thing to share with you is uh, God, through uh, Moses and sharing the message, uh, I, I loved it, he gave us some instructions as parents. And, and that is, teach your children the gift of faith. Teach them the commandments. Teach them to love the Lord your God with all your heart. Teach them to not use the Lord God's name in vain. And to teach them to re remember the Sabbath day. To take time for rest. 
and to give worship and praise to God. To honor mother and father. Uh, to not kill. Do not kill the spirit. We have bowling going on. Uh, to not commit adultery. Be, um, honor those commitments that we have with mom and dad. And uh, do not steal. Do not take. Do not bear false witness. Do not covet what your neighbor has, nor your neighbor's um, uh, relationships. And uh, the way you do this is put it, fix it on your hand. You know, have it somewhere close by or emblem on your forehead. Or when you lay down at night, when your body is finally coming to rest and your soul's coming to rest. I want you to just hear this and you join in when you get this. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. If I should live another day, I pray the Lord to guide my way. Where did you hear that? But you heard it from mom and dad at a very young age and it stayed with you. And it's remembering that God is with you. Yeah, it might feel like there's something crawling under that bed, but I want you to remember this. Whatever it is, you and God can handle it. And then when you wake up in the morning, to give thanks, pray. What if it's a simple prayer, and I know your lives are busier and all get out, but what if you stuck a prayer in the sandwich bag that says, Come Lord Jesus, be our guest. And to remember, at the parsonage we have anyone who passes through this door, the Lord blesses them. Or put it on your gate, it says, to remind you, for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Little reminders that we have a God who loves us. I think this Old Testament lesson, this psalm, to go and teach our children, and Jesus, oh my, it couldn't be a better marriage on this registration Sunday, the gospel of our Lord. I invite the congregation to share your faith as is found in the Apostles' Creed. You'll find this on page 105 in the front of your hymnal or all the way to the back inside cover. I invite the congregation to please rise. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us continue with the prayers of the church. You'll turn to the back cover of your Celebrate insert. You'll find them there. Remembering the caring and generous work of God, we pray for the church, creation, and the needs of our neighbors. Hold us accountable, God. Show your church where repentance is needed and lead us in the paths of intentional compassion and listening. Help us to raise up and to teach our children the love of God. Merciful God, help us comfort those who suffer, O God, reassuring any who are harmed by wicked acts of others. Bring peace to who all are vulnerable and frightened, despair, and those who are dealing with sickness. 
This day, Lord, we lift before you especially these people, Zeta Harms, who sustained a fractured shoulder and knee from a fall just the other day. We pray for Carol and Glenn Hine, who too both had falls, Carol with a sprained ankle and Glenn recovering. For Elfrida Tobiasen, who lives out each day in the promise of her baptism and was so gracious to share with us what it meant to her as she lives her final days at home through hospice. We give thanks for Linda Siebels, a great cheerleader among the people of faith who's always reaching out and wishing everyone a happy birthday and seeing the good in life. Lord, we ask that you bring your healing arms around her and for Teresa Engelbart to sustain her in her continued journey. For Kalinda Stadmuller and Sandy Jensen who fight pain every day that maybe today is a day that they can be pain-free. For Dick Meyer, who's struggling with his help, and Lynette Monk and Tom Boken, and for Samantha Putz. Lord, for Brenda Smith, who's putting herself out there in Africa to be a missionary. And Lord, for the military sons of this congregation who willingly serve and bring hope and bring care and concern for others, Ben Harms, Trevor Owen, Dustin Starn, and Spencer Hansen. Guard their waking and their sleeping, merciful God, receive our prayer. According to your steadfast love as we offer these and prayer, other prayers silently in our heart, trusting in your compassion, made known through Jesus Christ who said, let the little children come on to me. Amen. Receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.